Welcome to a guide culture podcast series called Loy Lessons. I'm here, Macy McNeely, with my dad, Loy Day. Hello, everyone. And Loy Lessons, if you've been around for a while, you know they are not new. In fact, this is where a lot of everything about guide culture kind of began. At the beginning of my business journey, I was learning so much from Loy, learning how to sell, learning how to be credible, how to be liked and trusted, and and really learning these unwavering truths, these principles that were overflowing into Instagram and were really giving me a lot of traction. And he was giving me so much valuable information that all I could do, all I knew to do was to share him with the world. And we kind of got in this habit of every Thursday, he would share something called a Loy lesson on Instagram stories. Do you remember that Loy? I do. Now, what happened though, I was not trying to share a Loy lesson. Right. You forced me I to did. do a Loy lesson. I put the phone in his face and I said, share some yeah. good, valuable yeah. content. It would start out where Macy would be talking with her audience on an Instagram story and she would just put the phone in my face and say, say something, Loy. Then eventually she would say, give us a lesson, Loy. And then eventually every Thursday we would have an an official Loy lesson. And during that time, remember, we also did some live Instagram stories for probably close to a year. Every morning is like our morning show yeah. because we were trying to build the guide culture name and Mm -hmm. get things going. So the Loy lessons did develop from that. Mm -hmm. And now we're going to continue them further into a podcast series. So many of you loved the Loy lessons, and we are so excited to just bring that series back in podcast form. So here is how it works. Every Wednesday and Friday on the Guide Culture Podcast, there will be a two-part series, a two-part message from Loy. And then on Monday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, there's going to be a clubhouse room called the School of Sales. And this is where he's going to kind of have a part three uh, on Clubhouse, but even better, this is where discussion and coaching actually happens. His name is Coach Loy Day on his social media because that is his gift is to coach. And he's he spends most of his time coaching inside of guide culture and especially with our guide culture coaches. So for him to be able to come and coach on Clubhouse is just so awesome and just honestly, it's it's priceless. So put that on your calendar, 10 a.m. Eastern time for Clubhouse. And the best way to get to the Clubhouse room is just to go to Clubhouse and search School of Sales, but also on the guide culture Instagram, we actually link the room right before it goes live. So you can just swipe up on those Instagram stories and it'll take you right to the clubhouse room. Hope you enjoyed this series and we will see you in the school of sales room. Today we want to talk about your calling. What is your calling? That's a good question, isn't it? What is your calling? All I can reflect on is myself because the calling is something that comes from inside. Let's face it. Something pulls you in a direction. Something says, go here. And I really, I really think the calling comes internally. And then you logically, you, you think about it, you talk about it. I know I've had things where I felt like, hey, I want to do this, and I've kind of felt the calling, and I will go get some feedback from someone, my wife or someone, say, what do you think about this? I'm feeling this right now, and sometimes they say, no, that's that's not what you need to do, so I think it's fine to have a calling, then someone discourage you, and then you say, well, maybe the calling wasn't that strong, and there's also times when you feel the calling, and someone may discourage you, like my dad did when I wanted to uh, leave the um, leave the school system world and get into the business world and get into being self-employed 
He discouraged it, but my calling was so strong, I couldn't listen. I was too far gone. I was at my, you know, the, the, the barn door was open. I was going. So it can happen either way. I don't know really to tell you what to tell you. I can just give you based on my experiences. But I, but from my experience, I can say that, that the callings will change and they will evolve and different things will come around. And of course, what you put in your mind, what you listen to, what you observe, what you emulate, imitate, people you hang out with, I mean, different things will drive these because it's, a lot of times not just coming out of thin air. There's something that's been planted inside of us that drives us toward a calling. It could be some experience. It could be something from our childhood. It could be some situation that we want to change. Something just gets in there so strong that we have to do something. And, and I say, unless you feel something really strong, if there's a reason to do something, a reason to not do something, a reason to stay put, a reason to to do whatever. I think I say you do nothing. You keep doing what you're doing, and just becoming more excellent at whatever it is you're doing, unless something pulls you a different direction. I don't think you fabricate your calling. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Now, for me, I feel like once I found my true, once I made my full surrender, my full surrender to the Lord. I mean, full surrender. The day, I'll never forget the day that I said from this day forward, it's a full surrender. Nothing is more important than this. It's a full surrender. And from there, you know, you have kind of a big calling. And then I remember the day I had this calling, like, I just want to be in business. I want to be in the game. I want to be competitive. I want to go play. And that was a big calling. Those were big. And then at some point in time, when the family came along, it's like, man, there's a huge obligation here obligation to raise these kids and to do these things and to give it 110% everything I've got focused here. That's a large calling. I would say those for me have been big callings and all the callings inside of that would lead kind of in those three paths for me. But those were probably all implemented from something from the childhood or something that was missing or something I found that was so great or some huge commitment to something. All these are derived from something that's internally driven and calls you towards a calling. So, for example, I mean, honestly, I feel like my family commitment came after my commitment to the Lord. You know, that commitment is so strong that that surrenders there. Then all of a sudden you say, oh, family falls right under here. I've got to give all this to the family. I've got to give them emotional, spiritual financial, you know, every, I've got to give them all this. That's on me. I am the head of the household here. I've got to lead all these things. And, and that, and so the, the big calling led to the family calling, which led to the, the business thing. Like I've got to go work, 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 work. I've got to feed the family. I've got to bring home the bacon. I've got to do these things. And there's just a little extra edge, a little extra umph that you take into it because you got this huge reason. Now, of course, I got into the insurance business. Now, the, the other calling about loving God is love others, love and serve others. And, and being around others is such a fulfilling thing. That's why I love the selling thing, because selling is a, you know, it's a one-on-one thing. It's like where you're really talking to people and dealing with people and connecting. And that's why dealing with your kids is really a sale. You got a, it's a connecting thing. It's just a beautiful thing when it's, when it's treated from a spiritual perspective 
as opposed as opposed from a secular perspective. So with that being said, yes, I was called to feed my family. Yes, I was called to give them all the resources I could. Yes, I was afraid of failure. I was afraid of not making it. I've got to get ahead. I've got to stay ahead. I was afraid of all those. That, now, my calling was not to go be the, you know, save everybody with insurance. That was not really my calling. But if, I, if I'm going to go out there and make this offer and do this, I have an obligation to give it my best and to make sure I treat each and every person the right way, which means to treat them fairly, give them the right coverage, make sure I give them the best premium I can to take care of them the way I'm supposed to. So the call is not, oh, I'm, my purpose in this world is to make sure everybody has great insurance. That was not my calling. But my calling was to feed my family and get out there and hustle and, and, and you know, and be self-sufficient, responsible for what I need to do. And that required the extra work to do that. But my obligation as a person to do the job well and to be successful is to treat people right. So we've got this big thing in the in this world about sales is you take care of the people, the take care of the customer first, last, and always. If if for any reason you do things that's not taking it's taking care of you before the customer, then you then that's just a moral thing. It feels terrible. Like I, I'm just seeing times where <clears throat> this one company would offer this commission. Another company would offer a little bit less commission for the same product, or this product is just a little bit better, but I can make more commission over here. I always say, don't worry about the money you're making. Take care of the customer first, last, and always, and the rest will fall in place. That's always been our philosophy. Take care of the customer first, last, and always. But that comes from the bigger mission, the bigger calling of loving and serving others. So with that being said, you know, the big calling and you move towards your dominant thoughts. When you know it's a calling, when you can't get your mind off of it, you just think about it all the time. You cannot get your mind off of it, and that's your dominant thought. Dennis Whaley talks about that. You move towards your dominant thoughts, so that calling will pull you. You think about it all the time, and it usually falls under, hopefully, a passion that you have or find or something developed there that caused a passion there, a gift that you have, something that you can do. You're gifted at it. An opportunity presents itself around that. An opportunity has to be there. Sometimes it's hard to just fabricate an opportunity. It has to be some kind of a something like, I see an opening. I see an opening here. I remember when I was trying to find the insurance the thing, I was, I was ready to move from, from the employed position. I wanted to get out on my own. The side hustle had gone okay. I was doing good in the side hustle. I loved it. And I was doing good in my employment too. I was doing good, but I was, it was time to make the move. It was just time. And and I looked and I had my RAS open for it. And when the opportunity presented itself, I jumped on it. The opportunity had to show itself to me. And then it, and then you can make anything noble. Remember to talk about the custodian or the... The guy doing the trash, back of the trash truck, garbage truck, anything can be made noble if you, if you look at it the right way. From your perspective, you can make it a noble calling. Loving and serving others is a noble thing and you can do it in anything that you're doing. And sell, that's why selling is so fun. It's a noble calling to be selling and serving people. I mean, it, it, the big picture of what sales is, is you find the problem. And for of someone, and then you solve the problem of someone. That's what sales is. 
And we just give you the methods and the way to do it, the way to do it smoothly and efficiently in guide culture. But in the big picture, that's what you're doing. You're finding a problem or you're at least illuminating a problem that someone may not know they have, and then you solve it. That's all you're doing, and that's a noble thing to be doing. And now when I say it's something you can't stop thinking about, it's not that you're trying to think your way through it. It's like something that pulls you, like I cannot stop thinking about this. And many times, something from your past or childhood may drive this. I just think it does because I don't know how to put the drive in you. I don't know how to put the drive in me. One time, my my manager, my manager, when I first started, I've been in the insurance thing maybe a month. And I was doing, he could hear me in there. I was in there about two months before I moved out into my own office. And he could hear me in there. I was calling. I was you know, using all these principles. I was selling, you know, making my cold calls, all these things. Back then, it was cold calls, not cold messaging. And he stuck his head in the door one day, and I was, you know, working late, doing all the thing, hustling. He stuck his head in the door one day as he was leaving about 5.30, and I was in there getting cranked up good, you know, making some phone calls. And he said, he said, Lloyd, what drives you? I'll never forget him sticking his head in there saying that. And I had a quick response, a quick answer, and I thought first, I said, what's driving me right now? And and honestly, it was the, the response I gave him, it was, all the people who say, I can't do this. I said, right now, that's what's driving me. I don't know why I said that. I don't know, but that's what came out. And that was the answer. So my, my question to you is, what drives you? Something's got to be driving whatever we do. And I think some of the things that may drive us, it could be a, a chip on your shoulder. That could have been what was driving me right then, a chip on my shoulder. It's all these people telling me I can't do it. Well, I'll show you. I used to love it when I was playing basketball. The coach would say, you can't guard that guy. That guy is better than you. You can't guard him. I used to love that because that was a challenge that I was going to prove him wrong. I love little challenges like that when I, you know, at times. But sometimes we do have a chip on our shoulder and that will drive us. I've got something to prove. I've got something i got to go do. Sometimes it's a supporting a great cause with great people. I mean, I think that in our organization, in guide culture, I think there's such a driving force because the great people in there, the team is so powerful, so strong and growing. They're growing spiritually. They're growing in, in aptitude. They're growing in attitude. It's such a wonderful, thriving environment. And they know it's a great cause. They know these principles, these things we're teaching are so powerful and they've helped so many people. So this great cause with a bunch of great people is driving all of us to work hard at this. And sometimes relationships will drive us. I know my family relationship drove me hard. I just wanted to take care of that family so bad. It drove me to do the work that I wanted to do, that I was felt like I could do. Sometimes we want to make sure we're serving with value, just, just serving well. and serving, If you can get that as a driving force, when I wake up, how can I serve today? What can I do today to serve you the best, Lord. What can I do today to be your witness the best? And that's a beautiful driving force to wake up and show up in the world in a way that it just um, illuminates the good things. And, and no matter what you're doing in all these, it's still a sales. This sales material, this guide culture material fits in all of it. And it enhances all of it. It makes it better. And many times you, you do have your big dominant callings. But there's so many smaller callings along the way that you feel, you know, get in this group, I want to do this. You, you feel pulled, I need to do this and this. But they all line up with the bigger, greater calling that you're feeling. 
And and many times it's the evolution. I mean, honestly, with me, it's becoming evolution uh, because I was just doing the insurance and plugging, plugging, plugging. And then the, some talent shows up, like Austin and Charlie, my son-in-laws, they show up with some severe talent, sincere, awesome talent. And they start taking off with it. And at that point, it's really, you know, it's best for me to back back out of the way because I can't do it like they can. They're much better than that. I thought I was good. They're much better. And so it's an evolution. They evolved into taking that over. And it's a beautiful thing. I'm so proud of it. I'm proud of them. And and but but it evolved and also about the same time, Macy said, Will you come help me? Let's partner and do this. And then that took a total attention to a different direction for me. So it evolved to a new attention of, of working on this guide culture. But it was an, it wasn't a big calling, I'm gonna go do this guide culture. I was playing with I knew I had some material and I was kicking the tires. I'd kinda of try to help this one guy, I helped two or three guys, I tried to help Macy with it. I was kicking the tires, I because I didn't know, you know, really what to do but when macy took it and ran with it it became a whole different level of something so that evolution became the calling now it's a new calling but it evolved it wasn't like oh i'm gonna i'm call, i'm pulled over here i'm called over here i allowed it to evolve in that situation and maybe sometimes you, you grow up your tree grows and you need to go be planted somewhere else maybe that's the case i don't know I can just tell you that it's an internal thing that you feel and you just know and you're pulled in a direction. Uh, but the big calling, the overall calling, hopefully never changes when you find the real one, the one that matters. So I hope uh, that helps in, in thinking of your calling. You've got to, you know, plant yourself and do great at where you are and listen to your calling. The calling can be right where you are, serving where you are and doing the best you can, being a great example influence there. Or your calling could be, I'm pulled over here, an opportunity showed up here. Who knows? But the key is you just keep becoming better and better and more noble and, and serving and loving in whatever capacity that you are in. And um, things should work out great because that's really the spice of life. You guys have a good one.